The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. Welcome to Take Human Action PA, episode 39. I'm Calvin. I'm your host, and we've got Autumn back with us. How are you doing, Autumn? Hi, I'm good, Calvin. Thanks for having me on. I'm looking forward to talking to you. Yeah, good to see you again. I'd say it's been a while, but it hasn't really for once. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? We were just together in Reading at convention, and then it's yeah, a lot and of follow-up business. Yeah, I saw it. Well, we were supposed to be at the same place when uh, the rally a couple of weeks before, but I never ran in you. So, you know, so we still got to make up for that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I kept seeing you. You were very busy. I was, I was kind of keeping on the, on the outskirts watching things go down. The, the March to the white house was my favorite part of that whole day though. Yeah. Well, well <laughs> it's funny you say that because that was the one part I missed out on. So we'll, we'll have to, talk more about what that was like uh, at some point in the future, because I definitely yeah. want to hear about it. Yeah, we should. Yeah, but speaking of someone who has been to those past two events with us, um, I want to introduce our guest. So she is the uh, vice chair of the Libertarian Party of Delaware, uh, board member and candidate officer for the Libertarian Party Mises Caucus, president of Anthem Planning. And uh, she also has the distinction of being one of the uh, LPPA convention's uh, honorable speakers. Uh, let's bring on Amy Lepore. How are you doing, Amy? Hey, it's good hey. to see you both. Yeah, wonderful. After, spend, you. after spending some time in Reading with both of you, it's wonderful to see you again. Yeah, it's great to have you back. Uh, so, um, yeah, usually I don't get to see you this much, but I guess this is like what, the third, third time now in a couple of weeks. <laughs> That's right. Yep, the rally as well. Yeah, right on. Yeah, those were all those are all good events. I think that they, you know, hyped a lot of people up and, you know, they might be looking to see what's next. And I think the title of the episode says it all. We're going full gear into campaign season now. We definitely got someone on who could tell us all about it. It's uh, it has turned out to be an exciting year already. We are building up our endorsements and our goal is, of course, endorsements in every state. Uh, so we, we work toward that goal, uh, but we have our first win already. For, for, for 2023, we had uh, Chris Laurent from Chicago oh, uh, win, no. win local office. He is, he's, he's, he, the race he ran was pretty awesome because it's not something that is common. You know, police accountability boards are being mandated in many states. And in, mm-hmm. um, in Illinois, they are, at least in Chicago, they are elected and they are not appointed. And so Chris Laurent from Chicago is a police district council member for District 14. So we've got a libertarian watching okay. what the cops do in Chicago, which is pretty cool. That's great. 
Yeah, it's a great, great way to start the year. Uh, I definitely want to get more into that. But first, since this is your first time on the show, why don't you tell us how did you get here? What got you into what got you all into all this libertarian business? Like how how'd you end up with us? Yeah, uh, poor Calvin and Autumn. I feel like you already had to hear my story at, at at the convention the other day. But but in brief, I was a local government employee, uh, and and that would turn anyone libertarian. But but um, working in public safety, um, working closely with communities affected by by crime and by disaster. Uh, I learned very quickly uh, that, that government often overpromises and underdelivers, and that community does it better. Uh, and that led me down uh, a, a long road to becoming uh, a, li a libertarian voter, uh, and an even longer road to becoming active in the party. So that's you know put me here, um, kind of right around the the time when COVID started. The COVID regime came into power. Uh, and when, when COVID kind of hit all of our radars and we saw that our states would be locked down, our businesses would be shuttered and our lives would be changed forever. So that was really a, a time when my family and I felt like it was time to to step up and become active in the party. It's such a common story, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. A lot of people who are active right now, their story is, I've been a libertarian for a long time. I never, I never really saw politics as a, a great uh, vehicle for change. But after COVID, I became active. There's so many people who say, yeah, I've been in the party active for about two or three years. That's, yeah, it's a common story. Yeah, it's all, all too common, unfortunately. Yes. Right. So let's hope that we can inspire more people to get involved without us having to have another national disaster, right? <laughs> it, it is the beauty of... of um, something like the Take Human Action Tour and Project Decentralized Revolution and Run as Libertarian, all these kind of umbrella terms for what is really just a strategy to, to take back your towns, yeah, uh, take back wow. your counties. And so, you know, the the part of the one of the flagship pieces really of, of these strategies is our, you, as you alluded to earlier, kind of the, the beginning of candidate season and really rolling out our local strategy in 2023. So hopefully that... Um, gets people excited. We are really excited for this first tour stop in New York City. Um, and I'm happy to any I'm happy to, to try to field any questions you might have about about what that's gonna look like. I'm hosting the tour stop in New York City. So I'm super excited, but I'm super nervous to be with all these really smart people and and to be introducing them. So that's quite an honor for me. Um, You're gonna but, do great. Oh yeah the goal really is to kind of you know our, our after Reno tasks are huge, right? Electing local people in our areas, continuing to recruit, continuing to bolster what is possible in the party. Yeah, exactly. That summarizes it perfectly. Um, but before we talk about that stuff a little more, though, uh, I want to hear from you. So people might not be too familiar with you know, what exactly does the candidate officer in the Mises caucus do? Like what, like in, in what capacity do you work with the candidates? Like which candidates do you work with? Do you have to be like a, a caucus member to, to sign up for some of the programs that we have? Like, how does all that stuff work? I'm going to try to answer all those questions, Calvin, but you let me know if I miss any of them. <laughs> no, so that's, that's fine. I'll talk a little bit first about my role. Um, and then a little bit of, a little bit about, um, uh, 
who can benefit from the training and the, the candidate support. So, so really, I see the program as two halves of a whole. Uh, on, on kind of the front end, I'm responsible for working with uh, an awesome team uh, to vet and endorse candidates. So we, we vet our candidates pretty closely. We make sure they are aligned uh, with the Mises uh, Caucus platform. We make sure they're going to run active races. We do not endorse paper candidates. We make sure that they're going to be engaged in their communities. We prefer they are already engaged in their communities, but we we want active races. We want door knocking. We want phone calling. We want attendance at events. Um, we really and, and then past just candidate activity levels, we are looking for someone who will well represent the Libertarian Party, people who are known in their communities. Um, and we do uh, a number of things. We do interviews. We do a candidate uh, application. Uh, we do a candidate social media review. Uh, and then we have implemented some reference checks as well. We are uh, very um, we, we, we do consider ourselves to be a little selective, again, uh, not endorsing those paper candidates, not endorsing people who are not getting out into their communities. We, we want winners, right? We, yeah. The goal here is to put people in political office. It is not to, to necessarily to make a show of it. It is not to um, uh, fill the ballot with people who are going to sit in their basements. That is no longer the goal. The goal is to win. And, and you know, Pennsylvania, you know better than anybody. You have done it. Oh, yeah. uh, and you have done an incredible feat, really, in, in Pennsylvania. And so uh, we can look to that for some examples. But, Calvin, you asked a little bit about whether or not you had to be a caucus member mm -hmm. uh, to be endorsed. Yeah, that, that has come up. Like, we've had some people sign up for... I don't know if it, which link they signed up at, but they somehow ended up on one of our lists. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they were people, in some cases, they were people who weren't necessarily, you know, strictly aligned with the caucus, but, mm -hmm. you know, they were willing to work with us and maybe interested in some of the trainings that we had. So um, I'm definitely interested to hear your response on that. Overwhelmingly in 2022, we endorsed people who were not members. It is not that whether or not you are a member of the Mises caucus is not even one of the selection criteria. Your affiliation with the caucus is unimportant. We want active, awesome libertarians who are going to exact a nullification strategy in their, in their local towns and counties. And that is quite literally the only things we care about. Um, we, I work with uh, candidates kind of, uh, from, from many states and from many backgrounds and not all with the same worldview. And that's kind of the goal, right? To, to tailor to local communities, to speak to, to, to your voters, and that's okay. Uh, there's kind of a, a, a wide breadth of, of platform types that we see. But again, they all agree kind of on this tenet of, of nullification as a strategy and of taking back our towns and counties. Um, there is, again, not a need to be a, a member of the Mises Caucus, not even remotely. Uh, and in fact, I think it bodes well that the Mises Caucus extends not just their financial support, but their incredible network, nationwide, volunteers, prepared to help candidates. Uh, they apply that network to every single candidate, regardless of their affiliation. So that's, and I think I didn't fully answer your other question, Calvin. So that's kind of the other half of, of what our team does. Once you have the Mises Caucus endorsement, yes, there is some financial support, but that is probably not the most powerful piece of what we're able to do for candidates. We have a network of volunteers who have done, uh, who have created videos for Facebook ads. 
graphic design, um, uh, op-ed letters, uh, text banking, phone banking. Um, we, we do try to mobilize kind of boots on the ground for door knocking when our volunteers are remote, but because we have such a broad scope of volunteers all across the country, we do try to get all those volunteers, regardless of whether or not they're in the same state as the candidate. So really the value in the Mises caucus endorsement come is that incredible network of support prepared to help these candidates and the, the scope of their skill sets is pretty incredible. We can find somebody who does just about everything. And I keep good notes. You know, we have like folks to call on for a WordPress site, folks to call on if you're using Wix. I know my awesome graphic designers and I know my folks who are willing to sit and text bank. Uh, and, and there's so much value in that. And I, our candidates are seeing that value now. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Uh, well, it, I hate to put you on the spot, Autumn, but it just so happens we have an endorsed candidate from last year uh, in the chat, or not in the chat, but in the um, podcast with us right now. <laughs> so, Autumn, maybe you can talk yeah. about uh, your experience uh, last year with your race, and particularly uh, maybe a little bit about the endorsement process and the kind of and some of the support you received after the fact. Yeah. So I do want to also comment before we kind of slide along that yeah, I, go ahead. as a Mises member, I'm also very proud that the caucus is putting forth the values, like putting its money where its mouth is, right? With what you were just talking about and endorsing not just Mises caucus members, like other candidates that aren't members of the caucus, because really showing that we are genuinely interested in what's best for the overall liberty movement, that it's not a self-interested endeavor that we are, that we are traveling on. So um, that being said though, coming back to, to Calvin, yeah, what did, what did I get? I got amazing support. And I think my, I, I would say my criticism of myself that is worth putting out there for everybody to consider for themselves is that, I tried almost too hard to just take care of myself and do everything myself. And even with me not being vocal and asking for help, um, Amy still came to me and was like, hey, you haven't asked for anything. What do you need? Like, here's a list of the stuff that we, and so be, with, with help from people who did graphic design, um, I had amazing postcards that I had for election day that I really was just like, you know, I should have just spoken up earlier and asked sooner because I, I spent the same amount of money printing the totally decent, but not nearly as snappy cards that I did myself. Right. So, so I would say start early, ask early, raise your hand when you're ready. Cause all you have to do is have the idea of what the content is, have that picture of yourself and we're going to all work together to find the people to put together something very professional looking. Um, so that, that was the one thing that I had as like a great thing that Amy and her network did for me and a little regret so I can help other people to do it better than I did. Um, also got some help putting together a video. I have no idea how to do videos. I can tell you, we've already got, um, Eddie Wenrick in Pennsylvania, who's, who's revving up for a Senate race in two years, um, but running for city council this year in, uh, is it Schuylkill Valley? Google Haven. Google Haven. Thank you. Yeah, you're right. That's what it is. Um, he is talented himself and he's already started on some of his own videos. If he has the time, maybe we can loop him in. But I, I know he plans on devoting a lot of effort into his campaign. 
Um, but there was some, there was a gentleman that, that helped put together a video of mine. Um, yeah. I, and, and I even got audio compressed so that I could post it on my YouTube video. I got help there too. Um, that was Christian Malazante. What a, what a sweetheart. He's really pinch hit for a lot of people's last minute. Like, Oh my gosh, it's not working. Somebody help me situations. Yeah. I, I think that there's a lot of people who have come to the table. And if you're, if you're interested in putting in the work, they're even more anxious to help. I, uh, I love this autumn because I'm thinking back now to 2022 mm -hmm. and right now we've got probably like 50 volunteers. When we were working with you and your set of candidates, we had like eight. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, so maybe that's why I was like, I'm just going to try and do it all myself. We had like eight. Wow. And we put in in two months between between that set of folks and the people who are working on candidate vetting and endorsement, 500 hours. Yeah, wow. In two, the two months leading up to the election. And I came on board like the end of August and it was just go time. And, and one of the things when you mentioned, Christian, and one of the reasons I'm sitting here giggling is because I'm thinking, you know, it's always it, – we have so many people who who – show their value in so many places and they're just always the ones who raise their hand. So Christian Malazardi is the best example of that. He helps everyone. He is in, an incredible asset. But Matt Lawrence, working at the rally, working with our candidates, Sarah Eisenhower, working at the rally, working at our can with our candidates, you know, just kind of always there, always raising their hand. Um, and so they are, they are kind of the, when I think of our volunteers, it's just, you know, Carrie Eiler, put together your postcard. Yep, yep. And build a template for our candidates that was, um, that same template was used by Bill Schulte in Kentucky and he won. <laughs> so, oh, you know, cool. just the same people raising their hand all the time and contributing so much effort. You know, it is a lot to ask someone to run for office. A lot. Yeah. So I am really grateful that we have people who will support those brave souls who step yeah. forward, who who want to who want to do this uh, and and make their communities better. So that's that's pretty cool. And I'm always hearing those same names pop up. Yeah, yeah. I I'm glad too that we have expanded because that was one of the things that we were talking about. 2022 election cycle was like, wow, we got a lot of people to step up to campaign, and it's a commitment, right? So people, as much as they want to help, even kind of jumping in out of nowhere towards the tail end, it's, you've got to be there for the warm up a little bit, I think. So it's good that we're, that we're more wrapped up. Run as Libertarian has just over 300 registrants now. For mostly, yeah. mostly candidates. Um, I bet you it's a 60-40 split, candidates to campaign managers. So we are really building a bench. Yeah. Um, we have training that you can attend, kind of virtual training, but that's also recorded and we provide those links. Um, but we really, we're building a bench of both candidates who are kind of dipping their toe in, they're thinking about it, they want training, they want to know how to build a campaign plan, and then also managers and, and volunteers for other campaigns. But one of the coolest things that's getting ready to happen is in places like New York and the other tour stops, the second day of the tour yeah. is in-person candidate training. Yeah. So on Sunday, April 2nd in New York City, come hang out, get free candidate training. I'm saying candidate training. It is also absolutely for campaign volunteers and campaign managers and anyone really interested in kind of the, the campaign design process, free training with Larry Sharp. 
in That's, New York City. Yeah. So, so can, um, yeah. for people who are listening on the podcast after the fact, I want to highlight what some of those resources are and the links for them, which are also in the episode description, but I'll, I'll uh, mention them anyway. So runaslibertarian.com uh, signs you up as a candidate, which will get sent to Amy and then uh, some uh, Amy or someone on her team will follow up with you and try to work with you on your uh, run for office. Now for the Take Human Action Tours, you can look all the information up on that, uh, takehumanactiontour.com. And as you said, the first one's coming up soon, which was particularly relevant to our, what I assume is most of our audience here in Pennsylvania, as it's the first one and it's in New York City, which is going to be the closest for us. So April 1st and 2nd, I already booked my tickets. So I want to see as many of you guys there as possible. Let's, uh, let's go out and see all these speakers. I have a, happen to have a list here. Tom Woods, Maj Ture, Gene Epstein, Mike Meharry, uh, Keith Knight, and then the campaign boot camp hosted by Larry Sharp. So that's not something you want to miss. You know, Calvin, I, I I can't remember how much, but I think we should highlight how affordable this event is, too. That is true, too. Uh, it is. Well, Amy, you might know off the top of your head. Otherwise, um, I, can... I want to say it was either 35 or 40. I yeah, think that, so yeah. I actually do have the page open. It says if you want to buy a ticket, uh, I want to say it's $35, um, but I will double check. Yeah, I think I think that's right, Calvin. And then and then there is an additional cost for lunch. Yeah, general admission is around thirty five dollars, and if you want to buy a lunch, it's an extra thirty on top of that. Something along those lines. Yeah, it's like sixty dollars for both. But the reason why I call it out is, you know, don't let don't let costs get in the way because those that's an amazing speaker lineup to get to see at that price. Um, I mean, an extra $30 actually isn't that bad for lunch either to not have to take the time to find somewhere else to get it. And the second day of training. So especially, you know, a good portion of those of us who are on the Eastern side of Pennsylvania, you don't even have to stay overnight. You can, you can make the drive two days in a row. We can work out, we can work out carpooling. Just let us know. <laughs> I would also like to plug in New York City, free beer and free wine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, so, I, plan, yeah. I plan on taking the train myself. If you are in the Philadelphia <laughs> area or near Trenton, that is definitely an option for you. I plan on doing that myself. So uh, keep that in mind as well. Yeah, we have um, Meekox in Maryland who own Fifth Company Brewing. They're in Perryville, Maryland, where I grew up. Uh, and they um, are bringing beer. Cool. So free beer and a winery oh, as well. Awesome. I don't know. I don't know as much about the winery, um, but but one of the perks of coming to the New York City be uh, beer stop. Okay, I almost said it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the, yeah, the true purpose has been revealed. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, one of I think the you know the idea behind the tour stop and and Mike Mike says this best right, but the idea behind the tour stop is really. The speakers, first, the speakers, as Autumn has said, are incredible and what a, what a bargain really to come in to see them speak. So there's that. There's educational value on, on Saturday. Um, but I think also, you know, Saturday night, we're all going to hang out, yeah. right? And, and really that is as, as much a part of this as is anything else, is, is building culture and building community uh, in the way that only the Mises Caucus does 
Um, and so being able to do that, pulling people from multiple states, being together. Uh, so that is really a, a huge piece of this. And I think Mike is kind of looking now for, for some spots for us to do that in New York. And then again, kind of that that third value there is really the next day with Larry doing candidate training. So there's there's a lot, a lot at each right. tour stop. I know we're just talking about New York right now because we're going to be there and it's kind of close to where we are. But obviously, you know, this is a, right now a six city tour. So um, yeah, I think. I, yeah, I'll mention the other ones real quick. Mm -hmm. um, then I want to go to the chat. So Chicago, Illinois, Nashville, Tennessee, um, that's. April 15th and 16th and April 22nd and 23rd, respectively. Mm -hmm. Then we have Austin, April 29th to 30th, Oakland, California, May 13th through 14th, and Denver, Colorado, May 27th to 28th. And the, the speakers on here are they're, they're They vary at each location. And some of them are really cool and not, people I would expect to see at libertarian events. Like I'll, I'll say one that stood out to me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to read them all because there's so many, but um, I saw Ian Crossland on here at one point. I was like, wow, I didn't, I didn't think he'd get involved with uh, one of our events necessarily, but that's, that's kind of cool to see the variety of speakers on there. Ian being there is something we are really excited about. Absolutely. Yeah. And as far as the donors go, like um, one of them is not a group, but mentioned by name actually lives uh, two counties over from me, uh, Meacock in uh, Pennsylvania. So shout out to Peggy Schmidt for being one of our incredible sponsors for the Take You in Action Tour. So now let me go to the chat. So we actually have Eddie Weinrich in the chat and he is saying the same thing as Allison Graham. So I'll show her message. Congratulations to our Pendell Borough Council president elected this week, Joe Adams. So he, he was on the Borough Council. Um, there was a vacancy that he filled and he did not expect to win again, but a coalition of Republicans and Democrats uh, came together and essentially reelected him as Borough Council president. I love all these early in the year wins. Yeah, I think we're going to have some more in, in, in March. Yeah, so this is really good news. Love to see it. Uh, congrats again to Joe Adams. Uh, he's in my counties. I'm a little biased, but it does it does uh, give me a good feeling on the inside. Yeah, I've got I've gotten to hear him speak at least once. He seems like a super solid dude. And it's oh, yeah. really, I think, you know, people no matter what party they're affiliated with when it comes to their local government they can tell when somebody is sincere when somebody has you know a good moral compass and they just want to do what's best and they're not just in it for themselves for self-enrichment and uh yeah i really like hearing especially right when the de democrats and republicans come together and you know don't fight too hard against those yeah. filthy third parties and if you want to hear our talk with Joe, go back to episode 36, where we interviewed him. So there you yeah. go. I can do that now. <laughs> <laughs> All so right. I'm going to drop into the chat the link for the Take Human Action Tour, too. Yeah, definitely do that. Oh, and um, I told uh, Joe Adams actually live on that interview about the Take Human Action Tours. So I need to follow up with him and see if he's going. But he's he, it's definitely on his mind. Okay. Yeah. So um, is there anything else? Um, I know you said that um, 
you were you might be able to find out some of the topics that would be covered at the uh, campaign training on Sunday. So is that something that uh, you're able to discuss now? I don't have a whole lot of detail other than the fact that because it is a boot camp, you know, I think I think the goal is to tackle some of the basics. We've done a lot of that in our in our online training. Um, but sometimes there's so many people, it's hard to kind of get a question in and it's a little awkward when it's virtual. So I look forward to someone like Larry who has an amazing experience, uh, campaigning, being able to provide a primer for our candidates and our campaign managers. So I think he's going to tackle the, probably, probably the most important basics, but I don't have like, I don't have a a granular level of detail on what that's going to look like. Yeah. Other than to say it's going to be awesome. Yeah. So some of the newer people in the movement might not be familiar with Larry. So could you give us a quick uh, background on who he is? I certainly can. So Larry is a two-time uh, gubernatorial candidate in New York. Um, he is um, known known as an entrepreneur, a small businessman, um, and he is host of The Sharp Way, uh, which is a, an incredibly popular podcast. Uh, Larry is, I think... He is so supportive of uh, the movement, certainly of the Mises Caucus, but of the movement in general. Um, I like that Larry has on uh, to his podcast people who are running. I think of Tommy Brown in Indiana, just people who are running even in local races. He's not a guy who's only concerning himself with with big names and and people running in in, in big kind of flashy races. So so uh, again, just. Um, that level of, of experience and expertise and exposure delivered kind of in person to our candidates is going to be pretty powerful. Come out and see Larry if you're, if you're yeah. nearby. And I'll just add quickly to that. He has been around for a while. I remember my first uh, Libertarian Party Pennsylvania convention in 2017. He was our convention speaker. He was like the featured convention speaker. So he's been involved for at least that long, um, working hard, traveling to a bunch of different states and, uh, campaigning for races in New York. Yeah, we were lucky to get him on a day he was free. That, <laughs> right. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, you know, Autumn, you have any more uh, comments or questions on the Take Your Action Tour? I mean, I was wondering what like, what structure is coming together for the speakers the first day of the, of the event? Like, what can you tell us about how it's shaping up? Yeah, so uh, I think uh, Calvin kind of told Calvin gave you a sense of um, of who was going to be there. I'll read those names real quick again. Just again regarding New York City, we're going to have Maj Torre, Tom Woods, Gene Epstein, Mike Meharry, and Keith Knight. Uh, and you know, I think we're, we're, doors open at nine. And uh, again, <laughs> I don't know when the beer and wine are going to get there, but that will give some uh, whatever is the opposite of a structure to it, Autumn, since that right. was your question. Uh, and I think speakers are going to start at 10. Okay. Uh, I think we wrap up um, maybe around 2.30 or 3. Uh, and, and again, really, you know, there's speakers there. I know they're going to be amenable to, to, be, to, to question and answer if there's time for that. Uh, we, we pick speakers who are great with crowds and want to interact with with people who are maybe new to the movement or excited and don't kind of know their direction in the movement yet. So there'll be some of that. And again, really with a heavy focus on that networking and the opportunity to build culture and community in the evening together. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working. The HVAC is humming. 
and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That free beer and wine will help, certainly with that as well. Yeah, so so in terms of structure, again, it's kind of a traditional, if you've attended the Take Human Action Tour events in the past, I know there was one in PA um, in, in recent years. If you've attended those, very much the same structure of, of speakers kind of offering kind of their background, offering their um, kind of their advice to the liberty movement and to kind of a, a, a fledgling uh, um effort here really at, at decentralization and a local political strategy. So I think it's exciting. Um, if you, there are varied speakers at each tour stop and, and we're bragging about New York city tonight. But again, I think if you take a look at some of these names, we have everybody from Ian Crossland from Tim Cass, like Calvin said uh, to my, my goodness, both, both Mike Bolden and Mike Meharry from the 10th Amendment Center are going to be speaking. Maj, Tom, Scott Horton is going to be speaking. So everyone is really excited about that. Uh, yep. So, so uh, varied speakers, check out all the tour stops and, and depending on where you are, uh, hopefully there's one near you. Yeah. Um, I guess, so what would you say, what would you say to somebody who is thinking that they might want to run, what do you think is the best way for somebody to get warmed up or get, or get, get ready for a race that's maybe a year away? I love this question because it is the most important question a candidate can ask. It, it is a question asked early mm -hmm. and the answer to it is engagement. Mm -hmm. So when you just make the decision to run, it is ideal if you have if you know your neighbors, if you know your community, if you are on a board, um, if you have volunteered your time um, at, a, at a, a local nonprofit or in your church, people have a running start who know their communities and who are known in their communities. You want to um, engage not just out of political expediency, not because you're planning a run, right. but, but it absolutely contributes to your name recognition and it contributes to a level of trust that people will have in you that they're not going to have in you if they've never heard your name before. And that's the bottom line. So if you are thinking about running and if you want to dip your toe in, I'm what one of the things I love about what I'm doing is I'm learning from our candidates all the time. And that lets me give advice to other candidates. And so something that is really unfolding um, here lately is we have um, a candidate, Kevin Kangas, he's in Wisconsin, and he is running for a board of supervisors position. And when we talked, Kevin was telling me, you know, I, I joined this, I joined the fire committee, I'm trying to get engaged, but like, there was little information coming out of the town. And I was really the only one in the town board meeting. So what Kevin started to do was he made a Facebook page, and he provides information to 
people in his community about what's going on in the town meetings because maybe they don't have the time. Maybe they don't have the desire just yet to engage, but people want to know what's happening in their neighborhoods and in their community. So here's Kevin. He's already on this well-known board. He is already doing a service for his community, right? The provision of information so they they can kind of see past that 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 veil, right? That that yeah. generally cloaks government from from the public. And so he has this running start, this incredible running start, and he's going to win. And I'm so excited. I'm excited about all of our candidates, but I'm super excited about Kevin because he has, he will have earned that win. Yeah. And I would gently say to libertarians, I think you have to earn your wins. Yeah. We walk away a lot of times scratching our head and wondering why we didn't win mm -hmm. when we didn't deliver for the voter. Right. And you don't, you don't just deliver when you're in office. You deliver at your church. You deliver in, you know, helping at, um, I don't know, again, a local nonprofit. You deliver when you sit on boards and commissions. You deliver when you check on your neighbors, when you make sure that, you know, if their, their sidewalk needs to, be, needs to be shoveled, it gets done. Um, when you replace government and its services, you are delivering in your community. And if you can do that before a race, not just for political expediency, but because it is the right thing to do. People will know you and people are going to vote for you, but it's yeah. time to earn those votes. You know, it's, it's funny you mentioned that. I want to make a reference to um, one of our, uh, well, now former organizers in Pennsylvania uh, who ran in a local election in 2021 now. We actually talked with her on episode 12, uh, Kate Crosby. So definitely um, go, if you're interested more in her story, go back and listen to that. But short version for our purposes, uh, she managed to run for mayor in her small town and ousted an incumbent. It wasn't even close. And a big part of the reason that she was able to do that, like she didn't have like a whole lot of people helping her other than like a few people coming up um, to collect signatures and maybe they came up and knocked doors once or twice but particularly how she got her name out there originally like because she was laying the, she was in a sense laying the groundwork for this for a while because she was volunteering at food banks so she spent a lot of time doing that and it got to the point where just everybody in town i mean everybody in town just about knows everybody anyway but they they got to the point that they really knew her like they knew her as a person they knew she was a good person kate is an awesome example. She, and, and not only did she, did she do that and volunteer her time in her own community? She also reaches out and helps newly elected Mises caucus endorsed candidates like Aaron Lamb in Kingsburg, Colorado kind of hit the ground running. So Kate did a lot of things and she continues to, to help and uh, is going to be delivering some of our run as libertarian training later in the year as well. See, she I didn't did, even know that. So that's she's awesome. an incredible example. Yeah. All right. That's good to hear. I'm glad she's I'm glad she's getting involved with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, as I can attest to what you're saying as being one of the most important things, I didn't want to just run this as like, a, here's a list of the mistakes I made story. But another one, I was a commuter. I was a commuter who had a long drive to work, who was just, you know, burned out, coming home, putting my head down and getting on with my life until I was activated to get involved. And then I ran right away. So yeah, I didn't have, and, and I, I hated 
well, now I'm getting involved in my community and I don't want people to think that I'm just a jerk who's just shilling for votes, right? So yeah, take that advice seriously. And what a great idea to just, you know, if you feel like you're just sitting and listening in those town meetings, take notes and help other people who don't have the time who were like me, the commuters who, who just needed an easier way to get access to what's happening. It's yeah. pretty cool. It's an incredible service to provide, but also um, gives, gives trust and name recognition. And so now because of Kevin's cool story, when I talk with people, I spoke with um, a potential candidate the other night. So I'm, I'm thinking about running. I'm not quite sure. How do I dip my toe in? And he was already, um, uh, working with his local media, his, his, his small no local newspaper. He was already writing some articles. So I could keep doing that. I could do more of that. And I said, well, we'll also try this. If you're going to start attending those meetings, share the information with your community. So like just a little bit of experience and the things that I'm soaking up from our candidates left and right. They have so many cool experiences. Sharing those is awesome. And I'll go quickly back to, to Kate and, and other people like Kate. So one thing we're doing that is definitely different than last year, which is new, is we because we have a cadre of um, elected kind of elected mecocks, really, but but people who will help anyone. Um, we are able to provide two new things. The first thing is really if we encounter a candidate who maybe needs help with their candidate strategic plan or they're thinking through how they're, what, what, what strategy they're going to execute, we can link them up with a mentor like Kate. I know she has helped Aaron Lamb after his election kind of get hit the ground running. But we have Kelly Carden from California, an elected MECOC who um, helps candidates who are kind of working on their branding and building their brand. And he's not only offered training, but he works one-on-one -on -one in a mentorship capacity with, with candidates. Uh, Will Hyman has done the same thing for us one-on-one -on -one, uh, with people who, um, again, are, um, are running, need some help with their strategic plan, some help with execution, or who are newly elected, um, who, who kind of just need guidance on, you know, what does, you know, what's, What's the best way to write a resolution? Or, hey, have you seen a proclamation for X, Y, Z, this kind of thing? So now we're building a candidate base that isn't just working in their own towns, but they are mentoring candidates and they're mentoring newly elected Mises Caucus endorsed candidates. So it's a pretty cool network to build. It's it's new. It's growing. And I think that that just that mentorship aspect has the potential to do a whole lot for our candidate network. Yeah, for sure. It's a lot of unknowns that people are stepping into. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's definitely something I didn't know going in that you had the mentorship program going. So that that's awesome. That's, that's yeah. Great program is a is a strong word there, Calvin. <laughs> when when we come when we come across, so we've built kind of a, a forum for for elected elected officials where they're sharing information and sharing their resolutions and sharing their wins. When I see a candidate who just, who's an awesome candidate that just needs a little help with branding or um, not just like a volunteer task, one and done kind of thing, we're linking them up with those, those um, elected mecocks as well. Yeah. It's, it's right. pretty cool. Well, uh, Joe Adams is not a mecock, but you should still have a conversation with him because I, I feel like you'd have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. The candidates working on the volunteer side ha have been, but that's not out of necessity. And they're absolutely working with, with candidates who are not. 
So that's that's not even that I'm saying that that's not a piece of this necessarily. Uh, and and I'm excited about his win. That's cool. Yeah, he has a lot of I mean, we, we talked in the interview, but he has a lot of he has a lot of good ideas for how we can get more wins in Bucks County. So it'd be great to see some of his ideas applied nationwide. I'm happy to reach out to him. That's right, awesome. Yeah, we'll talk about it uh, after the show. Then we can talk a little bit more about that. Um, so uh, I do want to ask you uh, if you can share maybe a story from uh, last year of a candidate that um, you ended up like meeting with and endorsing that ended up winning just from start to finish what that process was like to give us an idea of how it you know, idea and effort was turned into execution and a win. Interestingly enough, you know, you, you, you always kind of know because of it. I think I will, I'll say it now. And I think I'll feel the same way in a year from now, if you were to ask me that engagement is the most important factor in winning, in, in winning a local election whether or not you have some lead time and a runway where your community has gotten to know you and built trust. At the end of 2020, so the, the November um, cycle of elections in 2022, we had three wins. We had one earlier in the year, Kelly Cardin out in California, but we had three wins. It was um, David Tyler uh, in, in East Ridge, Tennessee. It was Bill Schultz in uh, Crescent Springs, Kentucky, I always say the town wrong, so don't, don't hold me to that. Um, and, and Aaron Lamb in Keensburg, Colorado. And so instead of giving you one story, I'm going to kind of give you three. Here's, here's what I'll happened. All, all three of them, at the point where they applied for endorsement, came to us with, I'm already knocking doors. I've, you know. I, my town is small. Everybody knows me, you know, so, so David, um, David Tyler was a volunteer in his community had been planning this election for a couple of years. Um, you know, made sure he was on boards, was engaged, was volunteering, was highly visible, ran an incredible, I mean, David Tyler, um, his rate, his race in Eastridge, Tennessee, I would put forward as a model, his use of social media, um, kind of, uh, highlighted his his campaign it wasn't weird or janky or just memes it was just david or david and his family and david doing things in his community and his win was was awesome for for the folks in tennessee i know they're super excited david came to me already engaged in his community so it was a no-brainer aaron lamb in in kingsburg colorado same deal aaron had not been in his community very long only a couple of years but had made sure um that um, his community knew he stood on principle when it came to COVID. He was door knocking. He had gotten to know other people who were running for office. They had kind of coalitioned together. They knew what they wanted to do. Um, they, so again, came to us already engaged. Bill Schultz the same way. Bill highly involved in his church and community, incredibly well respected by the people around him, known as a businessman, just all three of these candidates, you know, in, in terms of your question about start to finish, the start was they came to us already engaged in their community. If they needed anything from us at all, and I, I know that Bill got, um, you know, Bill Bill received um, 
let's see, we had volunteers, I think Carrie Eiler build a template for uh, Bill Schultz that, that Autumn also benefited from. So we did some graphic design. Um, I think we did maybe some, some kind of back and forth about, um, you know, the other, the other resource we have, and I think we've, we've supported maybe Aaron Lamb with this, is we have people who are, have subject matter expertise in different kind of policy areas. So we were able to link Aaron Lamb up with someone who um, has a law enforcement background because Aaron has a PD there, a police department there in Keensburg, right? So, and kind of working through how to, how to interface with them, what to expect. So we can kind of, it's not just the mentorship from candidates. It's not just the skill sets, but also looking at subject matter expertise that our candidates may need or our elected officials may need on a policy area and making sure we can link them up. Uh, with with those folks, so so again, those three candidates, I would just say, came to us um, already engaged, had volunteer teams around them, uh, or or already kind of a strategy uh, that they knew what doors they were going to knock, or who they needed to call, or whether or not it was a call or text that was appropriate for their community, uh, and and so start to finish, really, they needed very little from us. They were already engaged, and I think that's the story here. Yeah, so you help to just give them that final polish. That's, yeah, that that's it. Whether or not they needed us, you know, um, we we were there, and and that's important to to be able to provide that those the volunteer skill sets at the end of the day is the most powerful piece. Right. Of this. So, moral of the story: it's never too early to get engaged in your community. It is yeah. never too early. That is absolutely the case. And for anyone thinking about. Um, how they plan for a race down the road, um, what that needs to look like now, you know, registering at runaslibertarian.com, you're going to get, um, you know, uh, frequent outreach from me it will mostly look like training. But, you know, I, I always avail myself, we have some some opportunities really for candidates to just hop on with me and say, like, you know, what do we need to do next? Do you have a guy who can who can do X, Y, Z? Um, but but if you're thinking about it and you are looking for ways to engage, registering at runaslibertarian.com, availing yourself of really the, the training offerings is a, is a good way to, to start to think about those engagement strategies. Right. Start And starting with New York. So once again, definitely, uh, definitely uh, make it out to that one. Uh, so Autumn, do you have anything else to add? Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I am. Forgive me for looking down. I'm just adding to the chat the link for Run as Libertarian, too. Um, so I, I am curious, because you've gotten to see glimpses into so many campaigns, have you caught wind of any, like, just genius ideas about whether it's something that a candidate figured out a really clever way to have a big impact with just a little bit of money or something that they because that's one of the things a lot of us are, you know, working on shoestring budgets. We hate to ask for money, right? That mm -hmm. any, anybody who's really good at fundraising, I think, can can really help us out. Jump on in. <laughs> but can you think of any fun stories that'll give ideas for candidates to to consider, um, where maybe they might be able to save a little here or there if they've got some creativity? So there, there's a lot of this, right? There, I, the, at, at the crux of this question really is how are people getting to know their communities and how are they activating that knowledge, right? Like yeah. if you know your community, you know something quirky that's going to work or, you know, examples are, I don't have like, I don't have like knock your socks off 
Um, and it's not because they don't exist. It's my deficit of knowledge and the fact that it's 10 o'clock and I'm three hours past my bedtime for, to hang out with you fine folks. You and so, me both. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, I'm yeah. So, so <laughs> uh, we, we it's <laughs> remarkable, but, um, in terms of money saving strategies, it costs nothing to put your mug on Facebook saying something awesome. Mm -hmm. And that makes people really nervous. So our candidates aren't doing enough of that, but yeah. that goes a long way. Video is the best way to engage on social media, both Twitter, Facebook, and I'm sure the other platforms as well. Mm -hmm. So in terms of um, bang for your buck or no cost, low cost opportunities, things like putting your mug on Facebook, saying smart people stuff, <laughs> good, right? Going to events, live streaming those events, talking with people. So video is video is kind of king with social media. Um, in terms of other low cost, no cost opportunities, you know, you don't need a, a you don't need to pay a graphic designer. Sorry, graphic designers, but like you just don't because that's what Canva is for. And that's what our volunteers are for, right? So again, that that service offered by the Mises Caucus, financial support is awesome, but those skills that far far exceed, yeah. far exceed what what financial support is going to be are are pretty awesome as well. I will say, some of the the most interesting things that our candidates do, and again, it comes from a deep knowledge of their communities. Is you know, I often hear I'll say, so do you need us to set up text banking for you? And they will say, no. Nobody in my community wants to get texts from me. I'm going to knock on their doors or I'm going to call them and I'm I'm not going to use robocalling. I'm going to just, you know, call them like, hey, this is, you know, this is Tim. This is Bob. This is Bill, right? And I'm going to – and so in terms of I, the, the best articulated strategies come from community knowledge. You know that nobody you're, – you're, if you knock on doors, people are going to look at you like you have five heads. Yeah. But in some communities, it's fine knowing whether or not your your community is going to respond to text messaging or just the candidate, not even a volunteer, like knowing that that's not appropriate, but like the candidate. Like I remember Bill Schultz from Kentucky saying, I'm just going to get on the phone and I'm going to call these people. Like I'm going to call them the candidate, not my yeah. volunteers, not using like text banking, but like Bill's going to get on the phone. And he's just going to call down this list of several hundred people and he's going to ask for their vote and he's going to listen. And there's there's some power in knowing your community and in designing a strategy that that hits all those high points, but isn't so off putting if your community is one that once once the door is knocked on. So I don't have any knock your socks off solutions tonight. And it is not because our candidates aren't doing awesome things. I hear you. Yes. And I can tell you. Um, I've, I've seen other candidates do great things with Facebook Live, pop it on Facebook Live in the most casual, I'm in the middle of running errands sort of way. Um, yeah, I, I definitely did not take advantage of that enough. Um, it just, yeah, uh, yeah I, I, it, it humanizes the person. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it, it makes it seem like you're not talking to. Uh, some robot or some suit. It's like this is an actual real person behind mm -hmm. the profile. You know what? Start doing Facebook Lives before you feel like there's a lot of eyes on you. Mm -hmm. Get comfortable with it when you feel like nobody even knows you're running yet. It just sounds mortifying. And I'm grateful there are candidates out there who will do this. Yeah. Um, I think we cannot, however 
fail to mention how important getting to the polls on primary day is. Because, right, voters, number one, don't even realize the purpose of primary day. They think if on primary day they haven't heard your name yet, that like, oh, why why haven't I heard? Why wasn't your name on the ballot on primary day? Like, they don't even understand how that yeah. interacts with third parties. We've got some primaries coming up in Florida later this month. And um, we've got three incredible candidates all running for different seats in Jacksonville City Council. Mm-hmm. We've got some primaries coming up and we're plotting and planning some text banking to focus on those primaries for the very reasons that you're talking about. You need people to turn out. Absolutely. And it's a captive audience. It's a great time to collect signatures too. But they, the earlier, just because we have more time because of the minor party versus major party um, timelines in Pennsylvania anyway, I know it varies across the states, but that's basically the setup. Uh, you have to realize that a lot of voters are just so funneled through the mainstream, right? That they don't even understand. And and if they, yeah. if you don't get out yeah. there early. Yeah. yeah, depending on the race, you can get like half or even maybe all of your signatures on primary day if you do it right. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know you guys do so much of that up there in Pennsylvania. Yeah. We're quite lucky here in Delaware. Uh, what What's different in Delaware that it's a... We don't have the same barriers. We just yeah. don't. Um, yeah. Um, we are very, Now, we have not been running a whole lot of candidates lately, <laughs> but we don't have the same barriers. Oh, and, and I have advantage of that. Yeah. Yeah. So we've had some... Well, it's not a surprise to anyone that the party has had some uh, some turmoil over the last year at LPD. And so so really 2022 ended up being a, just a rebuilding year. Yeah. I mean, at, at the end of the day, you know, it, it uh, what what occurred here in Delaware, not to take this down a negative road, but what occurred here in Delaware was was pretty devastating. And, and so we really just found 2022 to be a rebuilding year. So I think 2024 is going to be. Um, I think what we're, we're what we're planning in Delaware is is uh, really a big 2024, and, yeah. and really just focusing on preparing for that and and recruiting candidates and preparing them for that. Well, with you there locally to help guys out, you're going to do great, no doubt. Yeah. Thank, yeah. Thanks for that. I, I, you know, I have the benefit of being able to to take my work with me, and I, I think we're going to be making a move. I don't think I'm going to be in Delaware uh, for, <laughs> for too much longer, <laughs> but um, but you know, my opportunity to work with candidates nationwide lets me, you know, continue to yeah. work with the awesome people here. Well, come on, nice. Delaware, you're going to pull it out. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does that mean you're coming to Pennsylvania though? No, I mean, there's like a 10% chance. So we're, 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 we're between Maryland and PA, but at, at the end of the day, we are, we are, my husband and I both from Maryland. We are, we're absolutely Maryland people. Well, so there I, is I, a Delaware County, so it'll be like nothing. Uh, yeah. To <laughs> I've heard about it as it turns out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, you've got like so many people right in that area. You got Jeff Douglas, Mike Heiss, uh, I'm not too far away. We're all there. So what, are you, what are you waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we certainly have have looked in PA, uh, just over the just over the state line in Oxford. So it's certainly still. A yeah, I'm familiar. I think we're going to end up in Maryland, back back kind of at home. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, well. So I did want to address um, Eddie's comment in here because he did talk about the making of the videos because um, he has made some ads for himself. I've seen them. So um, he's talking about learning basic editing and using iMovie. So that's good. That's something good to keep in mind uh, for our candidates as we move forward here. Yeah, so I've not used iMovie, but I know when I was I, I was trying to provide some video support to our candidates using using things like Storyblocks, which do have a cost associated with them, but you can have like like a party or a caucus could buy like one login and and the candidates could all use it. And he's absolutely right. Um, there, you you can. I certainly don't have a video editing background, right? But you can build competencies working with these no cost and low cost tools. iMovie, in terms of graphic design, working in something like Canva. Um, and, and he's also right, you know, we need people who are willing to put themselves out there. And that's a lot to ask of people. So providing them with this this kind of nominal support that we're talking about is is the least we can do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a good way to uh, start to wind things down. So Autumn, any last thoughts? No, I think uh, really everybody consider coming out if you haven't already bought a ticket. It's uh, April 1st and 2nd in New York. I'm going to be there. I'm really looking forward to another opportunity to spend time with a big batch of libertarians. I don't get to, I don't have a really a big county like like Delaware, like Philadelphia has uh, Bucks and Burks have a lot of people around. So I, I get excited for these events. But for $35 to see these speakers and the second day of free training, you kind of can't beat it. So if you're thrifty like me. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. And uh, Amy will give you the last word before we go to plugs. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, both of you in New York City. I hope to see a whole lot of other folks as well. Come out and see Maj, Tom, Gene, Mike Meharry, uh, Keith Knight. We have an incredible lineup of speakers training with Larry Sharp on Sunday. Uh, it'd be a shame to miss it. All right. Thank you very much, Amy. So why don't you tell everybody um, what you're doing now uh what you're like what are you, what are you going to be doing over the next few weeks let's say and then um, how can people follow you absolutely so so people can follow me on twitter archetypal dork however uh the most important thing people can do is register at runaslibertarian.com get that free training for candidates uh free training for um campaign managers uh over the next two weeks, we're going to be prepping for this tour. I'm going to be prepping my speaker notes and making sure I do a real good job of introducing all these real smart people uh, and, and prepping for um, that free beer and wine that's going to be there as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot a lot of preparation goes into making these events happen. The uh, Rage Against the War Machine rally gave me an intense crash course in that. So I can definitely, I can definitely appreciate that side of it now much more than I did before. <laughs> Uh, so Autumn, uh, how can people follow you? Oh gosh, you know what? I don't even have my social media memorized. I'm 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 my own archetypal <laughs> dork. Uh, yeah, I just I don't know. Search Autumn Pangea on Facebook because uh, at least I've got a unique name working in my favor, right? And I on Twitter, I'm pretty sure it's at Autumn Pangea as well. So I try to I try to I try to uh, keep it active without getting too sucked in. It can be uh, tough reading the comments sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the Pennsylvania Mises Caucus is at LP Mises Caucus PA everywhere. YouTube, Twitter, all the good stuff. Uh, and you can catch us on 
podcatchers also or the take human action pa podcast so just search for us anywhere podcasts are found so thanks everyone for tuning in to our episode uh and don't forget to take human action we're gonna have uh maj on next week it's starting to look like so looking forward to that awesome. yeah take care everyone have a good night good night thank you both good night thanks amy all right this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.